Oh yes, another day, another wrestling day, another wrestling week. What's up, Travis? Uh, right now a ceiling. That's true. Um, I'm on top of a, no, on top of a ceiling. But uh, we had to re-record. <laughs> You're on top of the world. For, yeah, we had to re-record half the intro because, as usual, technical problems. Um, as you've noticed, there's no Sharon talking because he is helping his Take mom us out a today. Time. Yeah, some yeah. personal time. He's helping his mama out, doing some hardwood floors, kind of like uh, Paige doing the hardwood. Never mind. Doing the hardwood. Hard, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I know we have this under explicited, but I'm trying to keep it not so bad, you know. Um, I know. I understand. That's why I try to watch myself too. But I mean, joking about it, you can't help but. Joke I know, about it. and so I, I'll repeat my joke. Did you know that Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods are on the same page. <laughs> it's not as funny anymore after I've already heard it the first time. <laughs> I know, gosh. Oh well. So uh, let's just get right into that because that is pretty much the talk talk of the town. Uh, yeah. For all you that don't know, Paige got videos, uh, nude videos, nude photos leaked everywhere. And uh, pretty much, she was in a video with Brad Maddox doing some nasty, nasty stuff. And also, Xavier Woods was doing some nasty stuff while Brad Maddox was filming them. Pretty, uh, Is it? Yeah. pretty risque stuff, honestly. I'm not saying uh, it's going to hurt Paige's career, but people are saying it might hurt Xavier Woods' career because it just kind of well, looked kind of bad from him. What do you think? Well... Two things. The first thing I think is the internet has blown up with some of the best memes that oh I have God, seen in the last so 24 hours. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the Hall of Fame inductee. Oh, Brad my God, Madison yes. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I, I laughed, I laughed so, so hard when I saw the tag team of the year. Oh, the I didn't see that awards. one. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, there's a picture of Xavier Woods and Brad Maddox. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, my God. And then the best one I saw which was just uh, really earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it showed a picture of Sasha, Charlotte, Bailey, and one other person. I forget who it was. Yeah. Uh, but it was all the former NXT women's champions, basically. Oh, Asuka, I believe is who it was. And uh, the meme said, when you realize that you've kissed that NXT title, and because one of the pictures, A, oh, has her wearing oh the title, gosh. and then the nothing but the title and then from what i've heard i haven't i didn't see this one personally but apparently there's one where there's some um fluids if you will on that title really so yeah apparently it's it, it, there was one i again i didn't well, see it now it gives new uh meaning to wwe women's champion sorry that was in the in the tone of a new day I, I, I know, but to your second, to what we were going to say, and what I secondly was going to say, was I don't necessarily think it's going to be hurtful to Xavier Woods or well, Paige's career is kind of already hurt as it is. So pa- that's true. Well, with Paige Day Delberto de Rio, everybody's thinking she won't be there for long. The problem I see is, is Brad Maddox definitely is probably never coming back. Honestly, is there was never that big of a thing, but. The sad part is, I really think in this may define Xavier Woods' career. Like that one guy who was in the video with Paige. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong because I like Xavier Woods a lot. But I'm just saying, now he's always going to have that stigma like, oh, he's that you know the guy that was on you know, three-way with Brad Maddox and Paige. I just feel like that's really what fans are going to stick to in their mind now. And mm-hmm. that's if he doesn't progress and they give him different things and keep going. But I feel like if, that, if they don't push him ever again or really push him or give him more storylines or whatever, he's going to be known as the... The three-way master. Well, and what's what's kind of sad is that ever since the New Day lost the tag titles, they've kind of drifted off anyway, which is 
it's kind of sad because they they were the hottest act in wrestling for a year and a half, and now they've kind of just they've gone to being something relevant to being the host of WrestleMania this year. Like what the hell? I mean, it is, but at the same time, what is it? What does the host do? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like the like the Rock did in twenty uh, in two thousand eleven with twenty seven, you know that was that was just like, what was the point? What was yeah. the point of the host? What's the point they of the really, host gig? The host thing I don't get. I guess it just gives them camera time for their upcoming stuff, but I don't know what the new day that, has coming. That's my only thing. But from what I've read, uh, I was I was going into this a little bit earlier. Um, I wish it was Shelton Benjamin instead of Xavier Woods, because then his theme song would definitely make more sense. I'm coming. No, that was MVP. Dude. Oh, dang. I'm sorry. Oh, I messed the joke up again. Oh, but still, that would be a funny joke. But to, well, hold on. To, to save you a little bit here with the Shelton Benjamin reference, his theme song was, Ain't no stopping me now. Yeah, so, I know, but the I'm coming part sounds funnier, like, you know, obviously. Well, yeah, Mr. PG <laughs> over here. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm an adult. I know, I know. Uh, but to, to, to what you're saying, I'm going to see if I can get this out now for the third time. No ooh, pun intended. Whoa, another pun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's really going to hurt Xavier Woods all that bad, and I don't think he's going to carry the stigma around. And I say that because um, there was a rumor going around that they were going to keep Xavier Woods, and in general they were going to keep the New Day off live events and uh, TV up until WrestleMania so that they don't have to worry about, like you're saying, like, Especially because they're going to go to Philadelphia, yes. and they're going to. Uh, there's another big name town that they're going to before WrestleMania, and they're even some officials are like they're afraid that they're yeah. going to start chanting inappropriate. And chants. they're already talking to me up. So and and honestly, I can't see that happening. So I think it would be smart why, for them to keep. Why not just hit the bull on the head? Is that, is that the right term? Just just like go for it. Like why not just have them out there? Let Xavier Woods and New Day and they make a little small pun or small joke towards it. That's what you do. That's I think because I think yeah, makes more. Well, that's what celebrities do. Well, I should say that's this what is a little more of a yeah, weird thing though. Something. It is because, but to be honest, Paige was just one of many celebrities that were part of this hack. Apparently, like Jennifer Lawrence was one of them. But this uh, actually is, Emma Watson. Well, Jennifer Lawrence a long time ago. This is them Emma Watson and uh, a Paige. This is a new this one. This is part of this. This is part of this is part of this hack too. Like, oh really? Uh, I. Yeah, because I read the article I know what on I'm TV doing tonight. about. <laughs> Sorry, right? I'm just kidding. Uh, I, no, no, you're not. No, I'm not time. I mean, stuff. I, whatever, dude. I mean, even I made time to see that video of Paige. I mean, come on. Ironically, Travis's girlfriend's name Paige. So it is. So whenever it's he's like, I'm looking weird. at videos of Paige, he can always be like, Well, Paige, I was looking at pictures of you, which is still bad because she's like, I didn't know you had pictures of me. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> You uh, see Travis's face. I think I'm actually like getting to him for once, where he's kind of uh, embarrassed. He's smiling so hard. Oh no, nah, dude! I'm a red, I'm a red blood male. Anybody that wants to deny what happens behind closed doors is an idiot. So but I mean, let's finish this topic up real quick. It is, it's a weird thing. If you watch the video and watch the stuff, I mean, it makes me really think different about Paige. And one thing I want to relay this. She's to, a freak, dude. She's a freak. I want to relay this to me and my brother. We were talking about yesterday is the fact that The Rock is never involved in any scandals, any problems, nothing. And now The Rock's putting a, his first movie that he's really creating with his money back stuff. I mean, yes. I feel so bad for The Rock because I'm almost wondering if The Rock should sell this movie to some other company and take it over because the way they're going to portray this movie, I'm guessing, they're going to portray it like some triumph story. She came over here from being poor. She made it and all this stuff. But now when you go see the movie, you're thinking, she's not that wholesome of a girl. I mean... Uh, I mean, you if you're wanting to keep it at a, when you're keeping it at a, fen- a family friendly like WWPG exactly. vibe, yeah, you got a point. But then again, The Rock has shown numerous times that he is definitely a guy that doesn't mind uh, going further than PG. Because I mean, he was he was part of the you attitude. Think, era, you think and it may change the whole? Talking. Maybe it may change the whole uh, thing. I'll get, maybe they'll add another part of the script where Paige is getting triple banged. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. No, sorry. I, I, I was I was talking to your brother too yesterday yeah. as well, and I forget who he he mentioned of saying that man. If uh, oh no, JTG made the comment when yep, the video yep. came out. He was like, "I'd like to put my name in the hat for the part of Xavier Woods in the Rocks movie." About oh my page. god, George told me that one yesterday, and I get, I said that is better oh, than the one. 
Because I told him that yeah. same joke about the page thing, and he told me that joke, and that was the joke I was trying to remember to tell on here. Dang. <laughs> Literally. Okay, well, I just wanted what you know, wanted what you would think about The Rock and him, you know, maybe selling the rights to the movie or still going with the movie because it's like I know they're pretty much halfway done with the movie now, but it just feels like this is The Rock's real first movie he's directing and putting his time into and money and stuff. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of weird that he would want it revolved around scandals, or would that help the movie? Uh, honestly, I think it would help the movie, and I say that because it's it all depends on how how they approach the situation. It's kind of going back to what I was you were talking about with Xavier Woods. If they would allow the new day to come out, and if they're expecting the chance to happen, which I personally would be expecting them to happen too, um, I would take it on the on the approach of try to crack a joke that's a, that's PG that you can put on the air. That way, because the thing, the reason why it's so embarrassing for people it looks uh, when weird. they have it's creepy. Some, well, the reason why celebrities that they they can take uh, two approaches to situations like this. I've seen two different approaches. The first one is coming out, kind of like Paige did, and saying, "Oh, you know, it wasn't yeah. my fault." And they they and you play can read the more about her response on RumblingRumors.com. Yep. They play the they play the victim response, which you know, I mean, that's that's a very true story because she did go. not. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't release them herself. Or, for instance, and I'm going to use Kid Rock as an example here. Kid Rock had a, a tape leaked of him back in like 2004 or something like that. You know, he, he loved flat. It. Well, he flat out came out and just said, you know, it's it is what it is. It's out there now. He's like, the only thing I'm going to say is, if anybody profits from it, I want a piece of that money. So, guess what mm-hmm. happened? He got in. Uh, he got in touch with people that were distributing it, and he made money off of it. He didn't deny it. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's Kid Rock for you right there. I like Kid Rock. That's the, I do too, but that's the other way that you can approach it is instead yeah. of it being something embarrassing, come out, own it in a particular way, just own it in a certain way, and then nobody's going to give you crap for it because they know you don't, you're not embarrassed I by it. I honestly think though if it was a regular like videos doing stuff with this one person, it would be fine, but it's just the fact that how creepy and kind of slutty she looks. I mean, honestly, if you watch the video, Brad Maddox is like filming down under, and and uh, Xavier Woods is you know up up down 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 up down. You know, haha, sorry, I had to do that. It's part no, of no, uh... no, everybody's doing that one. <laughs> I know, but also, but, uh... I didn't get I didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to see that one because I'll be I, I said it before. That's the I worst on one. Re- That's the one. I, know, and I said it. I said it on Wrestling Reality. I had seen the pictures and I oh, saw okay. two of the videos that were released, but that was not one of the videos. Gosh, so. man. Well. Yeah, it's that's the only reason why it's stuck in my mind because of how bad it makes him look. Makes all of them. It looks like they're just a bunch of, I don't know, weirdos. Normal? Uh, not really. I call it normal. Well, except for obviously Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods know. and Paige in one room. If it was just Brad Maddox or just Xavier I know it's during Woods, the modern era and all this people. stuff, but two guys and a girl, not so good. Maybe two girls I mean, and a guy, uh, whatever. I think I well. <laughs> and I also think it's a little bit it's a little bit different only because it would be something completely and totally different if Xavier Woods and Brad Maddox were doing something with each other. That'd oh be a whole gosh. other ball game. But I, I think mean, I'm not they, homophobic, but that would definitely be creepier to see. I, I'm, yeah, I'm not either. But I think the fact that it's just him filming the other dude, I think that's a little bit better than what another alternative that's potential. Well, let's do. let's move on to a more uh, PG topic now. Um, Man, this is this is rumbling reality. We bring the reality to situations. That's true, though. Then that's why I moved this thing to explicited because I don't want to have to like edit it out and do different things. I want to just talk. Um, right. So something we can talk about real quick is Jack Swagger officially being released. How do you feel about this, sir? Is it a loss for wrestling? Is it a good thing for him? What's up? I think if anything, it'd be a good thing for him because he's just floundering in WWE. He's not doing anything. Yeah. They tried. They tried reviving him by moving him over to SmackDown with the whole storyline of his contract on Raw lapsed, and he came over to SmackDown. That lasted what three weeks? It sucks, man. Because you remember when he first re really revamped his career, and he was had that WrestleMania match, and all of a sudden he without Brother Del Rio, it, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, Brother, and he came out, and then it's all about the whole pop thing, and he got caught smoking weed or something like that, and that destroyed his career. Or let me get this straight: Vince and those guys in the back destroyed his career over it, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, over something that was stupid. I mean, really? Well, no, really I'm is... sorry. I'm sorry. If it, it had, if it had been a situation where he had just tested positive for pot, like he took he took a uh, drug Even test so, and got it caught, it shouldn't ruin your career over one time. 
No, but the fact that he got a DWI or oh, a DUI under it. I forgot that part. Okay. So, I forgot that part. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. That makes, I forgot that tested. part. You're right. It makes a little more sense when you're in the spotlight and you're giving that kind of stuff and that kind of push WrestleMania yep. for the title. Man, yep. did he have the title at the time or he's going for it? No, he was going for he was it. Going and for from it. All yeah. the reports, all the reports I read is he was supposed to win the yeah, title it, that it night. It was such a great. I just love the All American American. I just love that. I love that storyline. I love. The, are you talking about the All American American or the Real American storyline? The Real American with Coulter. Dude, that Coulter. Yeah, yeah that that whole feud and that whole build was incredible because Man. it played off a lot of real emotions. Yeah, real real world tensions and stuff and racial stuff. It was awesome. Speaking of that, because that's that's a good segue to go into it, I think that's the reason why people are really liking the SmackDown brand more so than Raw, because SmackDown is using a lot more reality-based, true-to-life situations. You know what I yeah, mean? Think about true. it. We got The Miz and Maurice going up Cena and Nikki now for Mania, yeah. and granted, it, granted, I'm sure they get along backstage and everything like that, but The Miz and Maurice, and I'll even say Cena and Nikki too – have been spitting fire at each oh, other yeah. recently. Oh, yeah. And then Daniel Bryan and The Miz, their feud, that to me is the most disappointing thing about WrestleMania this year because they still, they're not giving a payoff to Daniel Bryan and The Miz and they need what, one because what, it's so What do you think about, well, I know, what do you think about Daniel Bryan doing something where it screws over The Miz at WrestleMania and then it I leads mean, it's, to a it's, SummerSlam match? That'd be kind of cool. It would be, but damn, I honestly, and I truly mean this when I say it, Daniel Bryan and The Miz is a WrestleMania match, dude. I think so, too, because they had, I mean, they, that that whole few, the little, you know, the little hot segment they had on Smack and Talk, talk it was... Talking Smack, talk yeah. Talking Smack, oh my gosh, yeah, I swear I have some problems. But that really lit a fire with me for for uh, Miz. I, like, really revamped me of how I thought of The Miz. I've always liked The Miz, honestly. I could tell he's always worked really hard. And he's been consistent, oh, yeah. and he's a real true wrestling fan who's always wanted to be a wrestler. That's what I love. Yeah, I don't like these guys that oh, yeah. are big guys, strong guys, and they they're thirty years old or twenty eight. Like, what do I do with my career? I'm done with NFL. I'm done with NBA. I hurt myself. Let's go to try wrestling. I love Batista. I love these guys, but half of those guys were security guards, and and they weren't even real wrestling fans. So right. people like The Miz, they're not giant guys, but he definitely has passion. That's why I love him. Same with Daniel, Daniel Bryan. And that's what makes their story so good is that they're both legit wrestlers and legit wrestling fans, and they both have a love for the art of wrestling. That's what makes the feud even Yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but at the same time with Daniel, like I understand why WWE is taking the precautions that they are with Daniel Bryan. Um, at the same time, though, Daniel Bryan's kind of got the he's got the gun to WWE's head. I mean, he kind of really revealed does. that. It really, does. he revealed that on Talking Smack just this, and I think it was something that was That's either this like week or the Smack. week before. Dude, it's it's one of their best shows on the network, and they try to revamp it with that Raw talk, which is just dumb. Like it's well, not I, it's I, not I, good. I think it's because Raw has like the Stone Cold podcast, which is not as consistent or not a weekly thing. But I think they have that kind of style. So SmackDown tried to do their own. But I did like a weekly like talk thing or date was it daily or no it's weekly a weekly you know it's thing so weekly talk show it'd be kind of cool if Stone Cold did a weekly thing honestly it'd be a kind of cool idea Stone Cold did a weekly thing where he brought the major stars on that had the biggest views or biggest problems and did a little segment what do you think about that uh, I mean no I kind of no I kind of like the Stone Cold podcast just as it, it is of him okay. coming of him coming and interviewing wrestlers every so often I I kind of like the way they take that and I like the way they approach that Talking Smack is its own entity That's and that and they honestly they I think it was always going to be originally meant to be just one of those TV shows like the the Raw pre show or the mm. SmackDown pre show used to be where it was just going to be the post show of it but it's really turned into something that you want to watch oh yeah because. They let it all out on there. And Daniel Bryan, more than anybody, this is going to what I was saying about him having that gun. Yeah. So one thing I want to bring up, too. I didn't mean to cut you off, Travi. But uh, the one thing going around is Jericho should be losing his title because he has not defended it in 30 days. Um, mm -hmm. Remember that old rule? If you don't defend your title in 30 days? Yeah. What do you yeah. think about that? Well. It's stupid or it's professional wrestling and we should just. You know, obviously, it's, you know, it, go with it. It's 
It's professional wrestling. Suspend your belief. That's do what you're you supposed think to do. Kevin Owens should bring it up? That'd be kind of funny. Uh, I think it would actually make for a more interesting story. Yeah. Do you do you think and the I story's think you good so far, or it's not as good as you're hoping? Um. Lackluster. Well, if I'm if I'm if I'm going to be completely honest about the whole Kevin Owens Chris Jericho story. Um, I really wasn't necessarily a huge fan of the story when it very first started, like when they were first putting them together. Yeah. Because I, I honestly thought it was just going to be the one-off tag match at SummerSlam, and that was it. So while I was happy for the both of them that they ended up doing something kind of with the segments, and as long as it went, I think it's been drawn out way too long. I, I, I yeah. honestly think it's... It, I think it took too long for them to get to this point, to the point where I personally, as much as I like how Kevin Owens is going back to being a ruthless heel, I don't, I just can't, I can't bring myself to get really, I, I don't know, fully invested is the right phrase, yeah. but I'm just not really into it, I should say. It's still going to be good. It's yeah, just, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good too. I just, I just wondered how you feel about it because I've kind of felt it's lackluster a little bit. Love Jericho. Mm-hmm. Jericho's been one of my favorite guys ever. Kevin Owens is definitely on the way of being one of my favorite guys ever. Um, this kind of sucks that I don't feel uh, the passion or the. I mean, I don't know. I feel very excited to see the WrestleMania match. So WrestleMania in and of itself is is it's somebody pointed this out actually just uh, on Facebook on a, one of the groups I follow. There's 11 matches booked so far for WrestleMania. And that's not even including uh, the SmackDown tag titles yet, because they're still gonna they gotta have a match with those. Um, oh yeah, 11, 11 matches thus far, dude. And and I'm disappointed to say that hours. a little bit. Yes, because you know that they're gonna have that two hour pre show BS, and that some of those matches are gonna get thrown on there. Yeah, that's you're very right. And I don't like that, dude. If you're gonna if you're gonna book WrestleMania. You need to make it clear that these are the matches that are going to be on the card. I think – do you think Triple H is more in control this year? Man, you know – Because it feels a little more – I, I don't know. Little, I would like to say yes. I, I, w- I really would like to say yes and say that he's kind of gotten more of the reins as opposed to Vince McMahon. But I doubt that's true. Or or you maybe it's just Vince and he's getting older and it's just – I don't know. He's trying to do the same stuff he always does, and we feel as fans, it's becoming older, mundane because it's kind of the same stuff. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like if I know NXT would lose its uh, appeal, but if they ran it more like NXT and just let the guys kind of do what they want and it was more free, I just feel like you have better ratings all around. But you have to have NXT be NXT, and like you like smacking talk or dang it, talking smack. <laughs> talking smack. Uh, talking Smack is also an own entity. I can't say that word. Right. Uh, same concept for NXT. Um, so yeah. speaking of well, NXT, that's sorry. I was gonna say that's what that's uh, yeah. We're, I don't know, if we're going straight into the NXT talk there, which I kind of felt that's where we were going. Yep. That's what a that's what made made NXT appealing to begin with to to your degree was. But this is this is something that I don't know why, but I have watched that Triple H documentary that the WWE came out with a couple when? years back. Oh, I love it. I own it. I own it on DVD. Oh, I do too. I own it on Blu-ray. I have the collector. collector. Oh, you have it on Blu-ray? Oh, you beat me. Oh, yeah, because I Did wanted all the extra it? stuff. Oh, no, I bought it when it first came out. Oh, when it first came out, Blu-ray is too expensive for me. I don't have it yet. Well, and, and I only reserve... I'm not rich Blu-ray. like you. <laughs> I'm not rich either. I just I have money every once in a while. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I bought I save a lot of my big purchases when it came to or at least at that time when it came to Blu-ray for like the wrestlers that I really wanted to watch their documentaries because they had a lot of bonus stuff afterwards. But getting getting to what I was saying with NXT, on that documentary, they were saying how and we all know NXT is Triple H's baby. You know, he, he runs that show down there. But the one thing that I think is always gonna make Triple H different from Vince McMahon and I, and I mean this in a better sense for wrestling, is because he himself is still, as he has said himself, a wrestler at heart. Yep. He is not a business guy. So he has a better idea and a better understanding of what the wrestler wants as opposed to what management wants, which is why I think he runs NXT the way that he does. And that's another reason, like you're saying, I wish he would kind of have more strings on Raw because if he did, I think, and I think he kind of proved it, 
uh, last year when Vince McMahon was out with surgery for something last year. Yeah. They said they said Stephanie and Triple H uh, pretty much ran the show while he was out recovering, and it was some of the best shows that they had all year long. Heck yeah. I just. I mean, I, I get it. it. If I was Vince and I ran and owned the company, my dad, whatever. I would want to be there as long as I possibly can. And I heard and I heard Vince is such a crazy hard worker till this day, which yep. you know, it's he created the thing and he's the one who pushed for it and even his dad didn't do anything he did. So he wasn't really no. given the, he wasn't given the company at all. He literally took the company and went with it. So that was one of the reasons why uh, there was uh, I'm not going to go into political talks yeah. or anything, but this is this is one of those things where uh, when Trump first got elected into the White House and they were talking about how Linda McMahon, who now is in the position that she's in with the small business in the White House, um, they were talking about and they were dissing Linda and Vince McMahon because they were like, oh, yeah, people that own a multi-billion dollar company in charge of small business. And I was like, this is this that just shows the ignorance of some people, because people forget that Vince McMahon bought the company from his father, which was just a regional promotion at the time. That he turned into a nationwide and then global phenomenon. People don't so understand your lingo or don't understand what you know you mean by that. It's like owning um, owning a little. Uh, it was a mom and pop shop. Yeah. He owned a mom and pop owned, shop. Like, owned like a lemonade stand and got the lemonade stand from his dad, and then it somehow his lemonade stand is now in every single state. <laughs> exactly. It's he started. It, he was a small business. It was a regional promotion. It was in the New York City metropolitan area, yep. and he expanded it further out. So he did start off as a small business, which is why you know I, I was telling people I was like this is why people don't do their research. You know, mm-hmm. they don't really look at facts. Yeah, and when it comes to that kind of stuff, I think uh, I don't know. I'm going political. Let's go back to NXT. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm okay with that. <laughs> yep. So one uh, one thing I was going to bring up on NXT is the fact that Shinsuke Nakamura is probably... What'd you call him? Shinsuke? I can't say I'm nervous. Shinsuke. I am so bad at enunciations. I'm seriously, you know that. You can tell. If you listen to this This podcast... This is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. If you listen to this podcast or if you ever have seen my... Well, you can't see my text. I'm just horrible. (laughs) I'm horrible at like enunciating things or like, I don't know. Um... If, so, if I can, can I reveal one of the things that was a big pet peeve of mine with you? Yeah. Okay. This is not – I guess this is kind of a diss but not really, oh, so okay. I apologize if it is. Um, every time that you sent the word all, A-L-L, and it's meant to be aisle as an I apostrophe L-L, it actually is one of those times oh, where Oh, I like, never even realized I did that wrong. See, just, the sad part is I write every <laughs> single day on rumblingrumors.com. Every single day, I'm constantly writing. But the good thing is, when you're online, spell check, spell check and different, yeah, and I, I, yeah, oh yeah. But so basically, there is so much talks of him um, jumping to NXT or Raw or SmackDown. And my question for you, Trav, is what would you prefer him on, Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown, because Raw seems to get all the NXT champions for some god knows why reason. <laughs> but I say that I say that because I'm we'll be sick better of for Raw. His SmackDown. You think you think SmackDown th- one? Yes. Let me let me explain why. Raw right now has so many top stars, and I can rattle them off right now: Samoa Joe, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. I well, can keep going. Probably soon to be uh, Roman Reigns to SmackDown, and probably AJ Styles the Raw. Well, and God, see, and I I don't know if I like that because I like AJ being over. That was my Smackdown. next topic too. We'll just, we'll just merge them all together. So. So Shinsuke, Shinsuke, so Shinsuke may go to Raw or SmackDown when he comes debuts. We're not sure yet, but also they're talking about AJ Styles going to Raw, Roman Reigns going to SmackDown because of John Cena. Maybe he has a hiatus coming up all summer long, and they want a big face for SmackDown. So with that being said, if AJ went to Raw, Roman to SmackDown, what would you think about Shinsuke? My my thing with that then is I still think Shinsuke would need to go to SmackDown because my ideal, I guess we'll say my ideal SmackDown roster, if you will, uh, at this moment in time would be the following. Keep everybody on SmackDown that's there right now, John Cena included. Um, Move Roman Reigns over to SmackDown, mainly because of two things. 
One, I'm seeing a power. Undertaker. Like he break, and I say that. Oh, okay, because Undertaker can kind of do whatever he wants. That's um, true. But Roman Reigns. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Roman Reigns coming over to SmackDown, he fills the void that John Cena leaves. Plus, I think eventually they're going to build to the Reigns and Cena pass a torch match there. And I honestly think that's where we're going to see John Cena get the biggest cheers of his entire life um, in that match. And I think it would be smarter then to move Roman Reigns over there. I don't want to see a pass a torch. John Cena, John Cena has shows no signs of being slow or bad on the mic or nothing. I just think it's way too early to start that's, doing these stupid little point. things because those wrestlers always start coming back and start wrestling again. Wrestling again. So I don't want to hear those retirement kind of crap things yet. Well, no, I'm not saying retirement just yet, but it's something that you can look at down the line for Roman Reigns because that's where they want to do is they want him to be the next John Cena. So, and, and that's been the whole issue with it. But move Reigns over to SmackDown. And he, I want to bring this up too because something that I don't know if anybody caught or not, but I think WWE is still on the fence about AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. I know. If you watch and, Wrestling Reality on YouTube – Pretty much posted every Friday or Saturday morning. You talk about it in depth, but you can talk about some more and hear about it. Yeah, but the simple the simple thing that I'm talking about there is uh, for those that have not watched that or don't or have never heard of it. My whole idea behind that is those that saw SmackDown this week when AJ Styles attacked Shane when Shane came out and said AJ no longer has to worry about a WrestleMania opponent. He never specifically said himself. That's true. So, so it's kind one of, of those like things. assume, I guess. That's but that's that's what I'm saying. This is where you could really have an opportunity to throw wrestling it, fans off their game. It also makes SmackDown even more intriguing as hell. Exactly, because it's like we were saying this last week, talking about this whole subject of Styles and McMahon for for uh, WrestleMania. What if they build this up all the way to Mania, where you're expecting Shane versus AJ, Man. and then Shane comes out and is like, "No, I never said it was me you were gonna face." And then, bam, here comes Nakamura. You know how for I'm so nerdy of a wrestling fan. When you said that on Wrestling Reality, I'm actually becoming a fan of your show. I have to edit your show and I have to put it on there. But I love, <laughs> I love having to, you know, listen to it now. Uh, but I got, I got goosebumps. Like, oh, you're right. He never said it was himself who's gonna wrestle. And I was like, that's true. I didn't think about them actually maybe doing that. And I love that concept. That'd be so awesome for Shinsuke. And uh, I'm a huge Nakamura fan. Oh, yeah. Nakamura, he's he's the real effing deal. And that's another reason why he needs to be put on SmackDown because he needs to be a big entity. And he would be a big entity in a big show over He'd on Raw. He'd be huge. Yeah. He, he wouldn't fit in over on Raw right now because, honestly, Vince McMahon wouldn't know what to do with That's, him on Raw. That is a good point. He'd probably mess, mess up his career a little bit, and that is very true. But, well, definitely, definitely SmackDown. I'm 100% sure Shane does have control of that show, and Shane does run it more. Pretty sure about I, that. I would, I would like to hope so. Because it, just, it feels said, like a whole different dynamic than Raw, the way it's run. What sucks, though, personally, growing up, Raw, to me, has always been that show to debut the a, a new show. guy. Yeah, it's the A show. It's, it it's always been the A show. It doesn't show. feel like that right now, but when you look back at videos and things, if you grew up with the Raw, you're always like Jericho or whoever it is, Booker T, whoever it is, always debuts on Raw. You're not going to debut Goldberg or somebody on SmackDown. or I don't know. That's personal, I guess. My, how way, my way well, of thinking. Well, and now with the brand split back, WWE has a real good chance of having two must-see shows after WrestleMania. Because we always have said we look forward to the Raw the next night on WrestleMania, uh, following WrestleMania, because it's always in the same town. But think of it now. Now we've got Raw and SmackDown separately. Yeah. So now they have a real opportunity to even say, look forward to the SmackDown after WrestleMania, because we can drop some surprises on there, too. That's true. You know? You know, real quick on the split and all this stuff. This is I, I personally I've always loved all the splits. I just like the feeling of like NBA or bass or football style stuff where people are drafted and stuff. I always loved the concept growing up. The problem yeah. is that always mess it up a year or two down the road. You not you start seeing both wrestlers go into both shows and it's like there's no real lines. This is the first time I really feel the split is working correctly. I I would have to agree a little bit there because well, uh, 
it's it's different now because when we grew up watching the first brand split, I say we, but you were you were you're a little bit older than I am, so you were a little <laughs> <Yes>. bit <laughs> Sorry. right. But How back when uh, the uh, let's see, now I'm 26. So yes, I am 29. We're not much different. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, back when the first brand split happened, we were what 12, or I was 12 and 13. You were uh, 15, 16. So. Um, we were all still, this was the first time a brand split had ever been done. So we were all still legit wrestling fans to where it didn't matter that there was a split. We were watching both shows, period. Um, kind of. I now, was kind of pissed off at it a little bit, though. Oh, I, I mean, I did too, because all of us agreed that after the first year, we were like, okay, this is kind of stupid. Why don't we just reunite the shows again? Especially, you know? especially when Raw, the only part I really, really enjoyed growing up is when well, first part, I didn't enjoy SmackDown going to Friday nights. When I was younger, I was like, I go out oh, on Friday yeah. nights. I, when, yeah. when SmackDown went to Friday nights, I couldn't watch anymore. Because I'm like, you're in high school, it's like, or whatever. And like, that's the only day everybody goes out, movies, whatever. I missed it every single time. I'd have to go online yep. and recap it, you know. But yep. when they when they started, when they actually split it, I was like, okay, so now it's Friday or SmackDown split on Friday compared to Raw, so I'm just gonna miss all the wrestlers on Friday, but I won't miss any storylines in a Raw. Right. So, in that instance, then you were kind of forced to choose Raw over SmackDown. But looking back at it, and this also goes with the Paul Heyman documentary, which is on the network too, and that's one of the best ones I've ever seen too. Um, he's exactly right. SmackDown in 2002, 2003, going into 2004 uh, was without a doubt at its peak and at its highest when it came to SmackDown stories because exactly of what Paul Heyman says. He was able to create new stars like Edge, Rey Mysterio, and others to boot. John Cena's in there as well. And he also said you didn't sacrifice the star power that came with Brock Lesnar, Hulk Hogan, and The Undertaker. Yeah. He was able to do that, and that's what made SmackDown so successful. Is you felt true. like that's you could point. get that. well because you could feel like you, he had that good merger of both. You had the main event players, which brought the people into the show, but at the same time, you were building new main eventers to take over and just have more of an in-depth roster. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's a good point. That probably is why it was so successful back in the day. Yeah. SmackDown. Shout out! I still, shout out! I'm to now Patrick. more of a SmackDown fan. Shout out to Patrick. He just yeah, I just uh, got that same. Yep, he just uh, twittered twittered us. I'm getting old. He just tweeted us and said, "Tweet us." Hey, yep, yeah, I know. Gosh, he said, "Me waiting to hear the new episode of Rumble and Reality." I appreciate that, Patrick. We appreciate that. And it's so funny Very because much. he just tagged um, tag team over the year meme with a uh, <laughs> Brad Maddox and uh, Xavier Woods. Oh, did he? Yeah. Did he add that meme to it? <laughs> yeah, That's <he> awesome. <laughs> That's the one you said you hadn't seen yet, is it? Uh, no. You hadn't seen it. Oh, no, I haven't yet? seen it yet, no. Oh, it's yeah, I love that one. I thought it was great. A slammy of the year. <laughs> Legit, a slammy. I'm, re- I'm uh, responding to him real quick. So, uh... Oh, what was my next topic? We'll go into a new topic real quick. What was it? Bring up my notes, because every, uh... <laughs> every guy has notes. Okay, so, um... So yeah, so good or bad, I'm not sure. Hulk Hogan is now saying he will not be at WrestleMania. What does that mean to Travis? Not a whole lot. <laughs> I thought you loved old I, school wrestling, old school wrestlers. I as I've grown I, up slower. I mean, I am not afraid to say I'm not a Hulk Hogan fan anymore. Some parts of his career are exciting, but all in all, if you look back, it's like. He stole the spotlight for not even good matches. He just was entertaining a little bit. Well, and that's and that's where that's where anybody who's a wrestling fan that says that they don't like Hulk Hogan is kind of lying to themselves because more than likely, if you're a wrestling fan that's our age or grew up watching back in the '90s or even late '80s, if you will, uh, from the mid '80s to I'd say at least the beginning of the 2000s, mainly the reason you started watching wrestling is either of two people. Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold? It's one of the two. Um, mainly, so? though, it's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, so? yeah, because Hulk. Uh, this is uh, why. Uh. Okay, HBK, Paige, thank you. No, not Page HBK. Oh my God. Oh well. Wow. Wow. Wow, Travis. Oh, well. 
That was oh, well. I was trying to do this. Okay, I guess I was in the wrong for doing an HBK theme song, which is a girl moaning, and we talked about Paige today, so I get it. But uh, you don't think HBK was some some guy or some guy who pulled people in, or even the Undertaker? No, here's why. Okay, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was the reason the WWE is where they're at now. Yeah, plain and that's simple. True. Nobody, nobody can deny that Don't they were the powerhouse. Anybody of the 80s. really who pushed enough would have been there too. It just Hulk Hogan was the guy that was picked. Period. It, it could be. It's like you're saying if Vince would have decided to uh, run with, um, you know what? I'll use War. I'll use Ultimate Warrior as an example. Because uh, he kind of got his shot in uh, 90, 91, 92. Or you could have used uh, Macho Man. Okay, yeah. Let's okay. Let's go ahead and use that. Let's use Macho Man. That's a better idea because he was around the exact and same better time. Better on Mike. If Vince would, oh god, yeah. If uh, if Vince would have pushed Macho Man like he did Hulk Hogan, we would be talking about how Macho Man is the guy that brought everybody into wrestling. Yes, and he actually Hulk had good Hogan matches. Filled, Hulk Hogan filled a character. Yeah. Yes, Hulk Hogan filled a character. Okay, and that's what the '80s was mainly based on was characters. Um, Shawn Michaels was at a very unique time in WWE because that was what they called their new generation time, which they've all it's they've all said it. The period from about 1994 to about 97, 98 was the worst time for the company because ratings were down, WCW was gaining momentum, and let's face it, there wasn't a whole lot of star power, but that's where WWE was trying to go into a new uh, direction using new athletes, people who had a real athletic ability to put on a match like a Bret yeah. Hart and a Shawn Michaels. They, but they all came along at the wrong time. You know, They still got noticed, don't get me wrong, but they weren't at the same level of impact as a Hulk Hogan was or what a Stone Cold would be because they weren't rebellious enough. When Stone Cold came, and you could make the argument DX came first, um, but Stone Cold was the reason people got interested in wrestling again in the yeah, late 90s. That's true. So, so that's why I'm not saying – I'm a Shawn Michaels fan. Shawn Michaels is one of my top favorites uh, – my top two favorites. But – I'm looking at things from a Wait, business Shawn Michaels standpoint. is one of your top two favorites? Sting and Shawn Michaels are my, are my two favorites of all time. I did not know that. I knew, I knew Sting I, was, of course. Well, I've never – here's – this is why people uh, – this is why I always say Sting's number one because as, as, as I've told you the story, I got grounded from the Attitude Era because my mom didn't like the content. Go figure, right? Mm -hmm. Thanks, mom. Uh, right? Uh, so for two straight years, I watched nothing but WCW. So Sting was my guy. Yeah, you know. But back when I was watching both WCW and WWE before that happened, um, I everybody had, anybody who watched both shows had a guy for both shows. They had their top favorite in both shows. Sting was my WCW guy. Shawn Michaels was my WWE guy. So you know, you know what's funny? I cut you off. But my mom, my parents did the same kind of thing. If anybody remembers or grew up during Raw is War, there was two parts, of, there was two different ratings, I believe, back in the day. After 9 p.m., it became like Raw Zone or whatever it is. And like, War Zone, yeah. War Zone. So mm -hmm. that's, I love that concept where like after an hour, it's more gritty or whatever it is. But after that hour, yeah. the ratings would change and you see like Sable nude and different things and it's more risque stuff. And so after right. that time, I had to be cut off. So anybody, all the wrestlers do anything bad or whatever it is. I could never see them, or like, like tried to at least. But it's just funny bringing that up. Um, what was I going to say? I forgot. It's funny. I don't ever like to say who my favorite wrestlers are because they change so much. I mean, I can probably list the top five maybe. It's like, you know, Jericho, Triple H, uh, Batista, Jeff Hardy. Um, yeah. There's there's so many different I always little actors. We can yeah. do for top That's why fives. I never want to say who my favorite guys are because I flip flop so much. Ric Flair. Um, but see, I've never changed my top two. My top two have always been the same: Shawn Michaels and Sting. Nobody's ever going to stray me away from those. And the only reason, again, Sting. Well, I won't say the only reason, but the probably the main reason why Sting will always be number one is because I ended up watching Sting a lot longer than I got to watch Shawn Michaels. So, um, yeah. But both but both guys, and for me personally to say it. I don't think growing up idolizing Shawn Michaels or Sting was a bad situation either way around because they both had pretty much the, the, parallel, the parallel careers. 
You know, yeah. they all per- personally and professionally, as a matter of fact, because they both went through some personal issues that then later, uh, not going on religious speech here, but they both ended up being saved through their religions. And they're both now looked at Sorry, as two, George. Right. Sorry. two of the nicest guys uh, in wrestling that, you know, they had they had some serious heat with them back in the day, you know, not was too. It, was it Latino heat or just regular heat? <laughs> it was backstage heat, which that's not Latino heat. I'll backstage tell you that. Backstage heat. Sorry. Uh, I think I think Alberto, I think Alberto Del Rio is providing Latino heat. With you know what's right funny? <laughs> you know what's funny is um, I was gonna make a joke in your little spiel earlier about HBK, but I didn't want to cut you off. I'm bad about that. So, can you imagine HBK? around the time when he was really risque and there was video recording and everybody had their own smartphones, he probably had oh. part of six ways, eight ways, ten ways, Kevin Nash, Roman uh, Roman Reigns, uh, Razor Ramon, Switching Girls, all the Sunny and all these girls backstage. I can only imagine. Well, there was a, there was a, speaking of that, there's another meme that was released yesterday too that I saw that had Ric Flair on it and it said oh, that moment, realize or the moment that you're thankful that uh space mountain wasn't uh our cell phones weren't around when space mountain was open and it was like Whoa. oh my god that's funny that's funny and it was but it's totally true because you know that if cell phones have been around during the rick flair time oh yeah my god you know there is you know i always heard about the giant stigma about how wrestlers and the divas and or wrestling women or whatever there were they're really they're really sexual all the time and they're like, I guess because they have such high adrenaline rushes on stage, all these fans, the only real way to capture that again is being a little more risque. And now that I'm seeing more and more videos come out, more and more wrestlers as they get older go on these YouTube shoots and different things and talk about stuff, I'm thinking, man, it, it's pretty crazy back there. It, it sounded like a big orgy half the time back in the day. It's a little, probably a little better now because people are more scared about getting on the internet and stuff. I can imagine back in the day, Ric Flair probably just had him ready every hotel, every groupie session, everything. Man, you know something that that came to my mind here just now. Um, if you if you wanted to, because you have a point, especially when it comes to the when it comes to the female aspect of wrestling now. Because if you remember back when we were kids, we used to hear about the Playboys uh, going on with like Sable and Tori and things like that when they used to do the Playboy shoots, which were planned, sure. But man, or, or Melina being a hoe. Oh man, if you want, but if you want to talk about wrestlers, or I, I should say, female wrestlers, that yes, they're wrestling fans and they were trying to make names for themselves um, or trying to get noticed by doing certain things. Dude, look up Mickey James. Oh yeah. Sir, oh, trust me, dude, I know. She's she's got some stuff. Um, She's got photos with it too. And I've I'm never like, seen God, the videos dang. or anything, but I've definitely read, no heard videos. about it, seen jokes, everything. There's no, there's no videos, but there are photos. Those are um, the videos, okay. Yeah, but Cody Rhodes, his wife too, Brandy. Really? Yeah, she's got her pictures too, and it's China. It's incredible, man. It's just incredible about how many of the divas. When you think of it now, after this, after this page situation. And a lot of them are top name divas too. That's why I love Trish and Lita because nothing's came out bad about them yet. No, well, except for the whole Lita cheating on Matt thing, but yeah, but, pick, but that's like that's picture like wise natural right. stuff. It, it, it was yeah. shitty. I was so pissed off at Lita because Hardy Boys were my guys and you know my favorite guys. I was like, man, Lita, and it was real, real. Even back then, I, I read stuff online and it was real. I was like, it's real, Lita. You know, I hate Lita, but you know. I don't think she's well. She may be a hoe. I don't know, but uh, I, I mean, I won't go that far. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you know, it's just natural stuff. You're around people backstage every single day, and you just happen to like somebody more, and that's what happens. Yeah, pretty much. And now he is broken, and Matt Hardy is better still. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he's still who, going. Who won? Who won? Who won in the long run? Matt Hardy or Edge? That's what I want to know. Oh, that's a. If we want to talk longevity at this moment, I would have to say Matt's winning right now. I love Edge, but Karma. Because he knew what he was doing, and he was really good friends with Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy at the time. Karma as hell. That's To me, that's shitty as hell, do it to a friend. Well, yeah, and I, I'm not saying that, you know, his, his neck He's not with Lita now, is he? No. 
No, but he's married to Beth Phoenix. Um, <gasps> and that what? I didn't know that. Edge, yeah. Edge is married to Beth Phoenix, and they have two kids together. I, I just feel like I love Edge, man. Edge, I love Edge growing up. He's one of my underrated guys. Not no pun intended again. <laughs> Rated right. superstar. I really. Right. I, he's one of the guys that I I hold high too. Not personally, you know, stuff in my hearty. That I just didn't know he was with. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, Beth and Beth Phoenix looks completely different. Um, away from wrestling she looks i don't i don't mean this to sound bad and i don't mean this to sound disrespectful but i mean she never was one of those no. one of those women's wrestlers where i was like oh my god she's absolutely gorgeous but away from wrestling she's very she's actually very pretty um, well you know one thing too is a lot of these girls are actually extremely extremely good looking in real life but when you have to compare them to all the girls in the roster you're gonna have to have people that don't look as good as some other people so compared to the girls, you know, back in the day she was with at the time, I'm not sure mm-hmm. who, I forgot who she was with exactly, but um, um, during the, you know, I don't know, I've seen many girls live and I'm thinking, wow, I never, personally, I never found Melina very hot, but I saw Melina live at a show, I was like, whoa, she's good looking. That's just, yeah. After that, I saw a couple wrestling women, and I was like, whoa, on on the show, on TV, they seem like to be the ugliest girls in the show, but I'm thinking, out of this crowd, they're the best looking girl in the crowd. Uh, oh yeah, the place. Like right now, I think uh, to me the best looking chick uh, in wrestling right now, still in my opinion, is Alexa Bliss. Dang, I just like Alexa. I know she's like a typical white girl, but something about her is very different to me too. I know she's like a blonde hair, she's tiny, just like yummy, yummy. There's some, there's something about that girl. She is drop dead gorgeous, dude. So I don't know. I don't know why, but man, I'm not sure if we talked about this before last week. Did we talk about them holding back Alexa Bliss? Uh, we did not, but I know that that's been a story that's been going around this week. Okay, um, so we can have this be one of our wrap up stories, probably. So yeah. So sadly, I don't know why it's going around that WWE is not feeling Alexa Bliss is holding her own, I guess, or whatever the case may be. So yeah. I guess they're gonna. I think they're going to squash her pretty much at WrestleMania and not do anything with her for a while or not push her as much. Travi, what do you think? That's that is that's the story. Is that uh, they're to be more specific? They're not happy with her uh, her in ring work. They they feel like she's progressed extremely slow. Um, they love her character. They love what she can do on the mic. They think she's a great heel on the show. This is and and before I go any further, this is what the reports are indicating. Yeah. Um, but they said that for the most part, they feel like uh, the Becky Lynch matches that she's had um, have only been really good because Becky has carried most of the matches. Um, now, since this has come out, Road Becky Dog, has some freaking good matches. Jesse, oh, I know. Um, but Road Dog Jesse James went on his Twitter and somebody asked him about the Alexa Bliss situation, and he said flat out, it is on his Twitter. He goes, he goes. Uh, don't believe everything you read, man. He said she's she's gold. She's like she is legit gold, and uh, anything you read otherwise is BS. So he's come out in support of her, saying that no, nobody has said that she's a bad wrestler. And quite frankly, I do think that's a bit of a slap in her face because she's not a bad wrestler. Sometimes. She's had great matches with Becky Lynch. There is an NXT match that I really I wish I could know what episode it was, but. If people go back and look at some of the archived NXT episodes from like Ali Versay, I want to say it's been a year ago or yeah. maybe maybe two years ago. There is a match with her and Bailey that was on the weekly show. Her and Bailey tore that freaking match up, and she was on point with everything. No, Alexa Bliss, she can wrestle. She just in. I think the thing with her nervous maybe, she, maybe not nervous, but she needs to have somebody who is. Maybe just a tad bit better than her. Yeah, uh, to I think that's it. Yeah, the match because again, Naomi, her match with Naomi, even though it was a, sh- it was cut short due to uh, time restraints, they had a, they had a pretty decent. Yeah, run. but I, I got a feeling. I don't know. I like Naomi. I just feel like she has quite a few botches in her matches. I don't know if it's me well, or or she's a little sloppy or she's just taller or what it is. But I just feel like I every time I watch a match, I really focus on her match. I see something she's really kind of messed up on a little bit. I'm not sure if it's her or her opponent because she's going against girls that they're not as much big like, as her. 
Well, I was gonna say they're not. I was gonna say I think you're thinking the same thing I am, which is they're not as athletic as Naomi is. That's true. Yeah, that's exactly. Naomi has the best reputation uh, backstage as being the best athlete amongst. Oh yeah, the women. no, I like her. I'm not trying to take anything away from her at all. I like Naomi a oh, lot. I, know, I just I feel like a lot of times I know she's afraid she's gonna hurt somebody or it's her opponent, but she, I think she misses a lot of spots. At least if my my uh, memory is. The Alexa Bliss match that she had with the ch- at the Chamber, yeah, there was definitely a lot of spots there that were rushed, which is the reason why they looked so sloppy. But they even both both of them had said that backstage that neither one of them was extremely happy with the way the match uh, went out there because they did have their time cut short. Um, oh, okay, because it was supposed to go it was supposed to go longer. Is that the, is that um, when Naomi said she was hurt? That was when Naomi got hurt. Yes. So maybe. Uh, I wonder if she already knew she was kind of hurt going in, and that's why they did Well, that. they said – well, no, she wasn't hurt when she went in. They said she ended up getting injured when she went for her finish of oh, all gotcha. things. Okay. The split-legged moonsault that she does, like Rob Van Dam used to do and Johnny, Johnny – uh, well, Johnny Mundo and uh, Lucha Underground, yeah. uh, Johnny Nitro or John Morrison. Which they just added that on Netflix, there. both seasons. Yeah, Paige, Paige, Paige my girlfriend. Let's, let's uh, yeah. differentiate there. Paige, my girlfriend, and I have. She really loves Lucha Underground. She really? watched one episode with me one time, and she loves it. So me and her are going to start the the two seasons, which uh, which I think is really cool. That season one is thirty nine episodes long. Wow. Season two, season two is twenty six. Wow. So there's sixty five episodes already to watch on Netflix. So you can't you can't get bored of it. You know. That's cool. I didn't uh, know there's that many episodes in there. You know, I. For, finally started holy foley last night i can't watch it i can't stand that show really it's too staged man i know dude all the reality shows are you staged cannot, wrestling staged you guys like disband your belief a little bit i understand that but dude you know let's let's compare mm-hmm. for a second total divas and total bellas looks more real and reality because, than freaking i think holy that's because foley. those girls are fake as hell and i think the it sounds weird saying this those girls are more fake and McFoley doesn't he's he's not an actor by trade and he's just a wrestler. And so I feel too, like they're giving him he pointers has two and good feet. I know. They're giving him pointers and I think they're having to do retakes and stuff where they tell him to tell him to say things. Because yeah. he just I mean he's not an actor by trade, and I feel like the women and the Bellas and all these shows more acting. They could be. They very well could be. And I don't know. And, I know you're saying though, I really grew on me. Um I watched like in like four or five I'll be the first right now. I'll be the first to admit I don't know I don't know exactly why, but I like Total Bellas. No, hey, I like all those shows too. I love the concept of like seeing the cameras backstage and stuff. So every time I like look for wrestlers and stuff while they're backstage talking, I don't know. I've always enjoyed that. I've always enjoyed that. But I'm just um, every I like going behind as they call it behind the curtain. I yeah. love when you get to see when they're when out really of the wrestling element. Yeah, right and. Everybody says about Holy Foley being horrible and stuff, and you are definitely not the only one who says it's horrible. Well, I mean, Mick Foley feels like it's the best show on the WWE Network, which I totally disagree with. That's the funny part. He has stated that. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't think... If if you're talking about reality-based shows on the WWE Network, Mm -hmm. Holy Foley, to me, is dead last in that. So, very Um, last thing I want to talk about, um, trying to keep keep this about an hour... Very last thing is, do this is more for you, anyways. Travis, I want you to defend why Goldberg should not be on every Raw having a match, at least some kind of match up in Wrestle up till WrestleMania. I know they want to give him hurt and all this stuff, but as the title holder, you need to have a match on every Monday Night Raw or some kind of match. What do you think? Defend that, please. I know you're a Goldberg fan. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, pretty much Goldberg is – he's getting the rock treatment. And as somebody who is a, w, who is a WCW fan for life um, – God, this, this pains me to say this. Um, it, I'm serious. Like it, it actually – it does pain me just because of the fact that I think it's true 100%. Um, Goldberg was the biggest star in WCW. Whoa. Period. Whoa! I hate. I hate. You think he's a past thing? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't like saying that. I don't like saying that at all. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I know. I know what you're saying. When I was younger, 
you'd always hear two people you'd always hear about WCW was Stinger Goldberg. So I don't know what uh, to me personally, I don't know which one you're right about because both those guys not being a guy who followed WCW because I was such a hardcore Raw and WWE and SmackDown guy, I didn't want to give WCW ratings, so I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> well, here here's the difference between Sting and Goldberg. Sting was always more of a wrestler. Yeah, you know he didn't he his character was formed by him wearing colorful trunks and painting his face to match at the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning, and then when he turned into the Crow, it was the fact that his gimmick was so. Um, Dark. It had that mysterious. Well, it. Well, I was going to say the anti-hero establishment, but more vigilante, more Batman yeah. style was how he ended up becoming. So that's what made him popular again. Um, but Goldberg, dude. I mean, when WCW was at its peak, Goldberg was at the top of that list. Did you like Goldberg you know I mean? more than Sting for a little bit? I was a Goldberg fan, but no, Sting was, there was always no my point mind. where you always thought Goldberg maybe had an edge in your mind a little bit, or no? No, no. no. Sting was always my guy. Well, I think um, Jeff Hardy should have been the title holder forever. He, Jeff Hardy should have had the WWE title and always had it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but anyway, Goldberg, Goldberg not being on Raw, he's. I think he kind of deserves to get the, the Rock treatment because of the fact that he did. He was a big star for WCW. And as a matter of fact, I think I, I, even, I either said this on – wrestling reality or i said this in a conversation with somebody uh it was on twitter excuse me it was a conversation on twitter um this is two different goldbergs we're dealing with yeah goldberg goldberg in 2003 he had a much better career when it came to storytelling and story progression and that's due in part to the people he worked with the rock chris jericho triple h um i'll throw brock lesnar in there too um the story between him and Lesnar was good. It was just the match itself sucked. Um, but his 2003 into 04 run was a great storytelling run. Yeah, that's the true. Goldberg, the Goldberg that we're getting right now is a throwback to the WCW Goldberg of just coming out and smashing Squashing. people. That's how it feels like, too. That is true. That's what it feels like to me, too. But it almost feels like... Brock Lesnar is made to be so freaking dominant and destroy so many guys. Undertaker's awesome streak. And now you're yep. making Goldberg go on top of Lesnar now? It makes me think a WCW guy, whatever, is better than your one of your best take best raw guy or WB guys. Well, and you know, I think I, I think the thing that a lot of people also tend to forget, and and I hate saying this because it sounds like I'm knocking Taker. But Goldberg has more of a realistic, I'm going to kick your ass at this moment in time kind of feud. Um, and I say that because Taker, as much as I respect, admire, That's and why I'm weird. I thought Taker is one of your main guys. You told me HBK. He, and... he is. Taker is one of my main guys. But um, And Taker's got a legit fighting background, as in like he trains in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well, just like Goldberg does. But Taker is beaten down, dude. You, like, you look at Taker, oh, yeah. and you can see he... He literally – I don't even think he's in his 50s yet. I think he's like one or two years shy of 50. Is but he that, really? I think. I could be wrong. He's like his freaking – I wish um, my Google Home was up my, upstairs. I'd ask it. But that, that's my point though is he if he's not 50, he looks like it. Like he has been through the ringer. So much so that people think now – well, people they don't think. It's it all that mascara, bro. It's all that, it's all that, it's all that uh, paint he used to put around his eyes. Hair dye. That hair dye and stuff. Hair dye, and it's all the paint he's put on his eyes. <laughs> but man, I mean, he needs to have a full hip replacement from what they're saying now. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. Goldberg, you don't hear that with Goldberg. He's not injured, you know? And that, of course, had to do with a lot of the way that he wrestled, which was very short matches. So he didn't have that opportunity to get injured so much. But Goldberg, at 50 years old, com- literally, awesome he is 50 sh- years old. He's in awesome physical shape, man. But like I said last week on our last podcast, he was completely winded just because of a segment last week. Last last week. Well, yeah, but you know, I honestly, this is why I am hoping and praying, and I hope it's nothing but a rumor, or I hope at the end of the day they should decide to change the match. I think Goldberg can still have a actual match with somebody, and I hope we don't get a. Why don't they later. let them have like a ten minute, fifteen minute match at least? Why are they doing this? 
I'm okay with them saving it to Mania. I just don't want to see it where now Brock Lesnar comes out and has a squash match against Goldberg for the main event, for the closing I match know. of God. the show. I know. It's so upsetting to me. It makes me want to talk another hour just about this, honestly. Oh, man. God. I can't even tell you yeah. how upset I'm going to be if that ends up being the, the legit last match of the show. Well, real fast while we're on this, this is the good part about you know, wrestling fans. You get into stuff and you want to keep talking about stuff. Um, so I'm pretty sure Taker's going to be around for at least one more year because now they're talking about Roman Reigns versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 34. Last topic, Travis, what do you think about it? Well, I didn't hear Roman Reigns and Taker for oh, 34. Oh, sorry. What was it? it was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, I messed this up. It was Roman yeah. Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 34. Yeah, which I said it on uh, Wrestling Reality as well. I'm, I'm not a fan of the idea. I don't like. We've already seen Lesnar and Reigns. We've already seen the match. We've already seen what happens. We already know what we're going to get. Um, because the way that it's going to be booked is the exact same way that it was booked in 2015, which is – you got Roman Reigns, who's trying to be the, the big badass Samoan, coming out and taking on the beast, if you will, Brock Lesnar, again, as universal champion, mm-hmm. again. again. You're, re- you're repeating history. The only difference is the title and the location. That's it. Yep. And it's not going to do any better for either one of them. And I wonder who's What's in charge of this match. Yeah. Whose idea, I mean. Well, we can already figure that one out. Well, we, Again, can talk, we can probably talk about this more next week. I know you got to go. Usually you usually get to go to your mama's house and visit with her, and I got to do a couple of my things. I'm kind of craving some uh, Jimmy John's, and that's yeah. why I should be getting some money from them because I just plugged you on my show. Our show, sorry. Our Jimmy John's show. Should <laughs> give, Travis wants free subs too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, it sucks we didn't have Sharon on today, though. We had a pretty good show, I, I felt like. A lot of good topics. I do too. Dang, Sharon, you missed my friend. Wish yep. you could have been on here. Sharani. All yep. right, guys. Well, um, it was great talking to you, Trav. Great having another wrestling. Um, I must have wrestling reality. A rumbling reality show. Um, anything you want to add? Yeah. Here, I'm going to close the show out a lot more and say yep. we have the best show in the world. Yeah. We're the best show in the world at what we do. Indeed. We're the uh, anybody podcast who, that runs the place. Anybody who disagrees with us will just make the list and then we will delete, delete, delete you. And on that note, I'm going to outro this. <laughs> All right, Travi. Have a good one, buddy. We'll have Sharon on next week. We'll be a full crew next week. Yes, sir. We will see you all next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we will be back for another one.